Hey everybody, welcome back to Comedic Behavior Therapy. I'm Tristan Shea. I'm one of the hosts that's usually on this podcast. And typically, there's another host. But we've had a lot of things that have worked against us recently. Um, Heather was out of town. It made it hard to find a time to record. When she came back, there was uh, family stuff going on. Um, You know, one of those things where just a lot of things happening at once. And, um, you know, some say the devil works hard. And, um, you know, we've had our... um, our run-ins with whatever you want to call it, um, you know, life, Satan, um, I don't know, pick your, pick your poison. Right. Um, and you know, people say, people say the devil works hard and we on this podcast like to say devil works hard, but we work harder, which is why we're still bringing you an episode this week. Um, despite all these things. Um, and so in order to do that, I have compiled my director's cut, um, a highlight reel of sorts, of some of my favorite moments of the podcast. Um, and I thought that I would sit down and do a little director's commentary on each thing and, um, or each clip and kind of tell you why it means something to me and what it means to the podcast. Um, maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it won't. You never know. Um, that's kind of the, the risk you take in the world of entertainment. Sometimes you're funny and sometimes you're not. Um, so this first clip that I'm introducing um, is a special one to me because we had one of our good friends, Jacqueline Hughes, on our podcast. Um, They're a member of Problem Child, which is our improv group. And we talked about the interactions between everybody in in, uh, Problem Child, our improv group, and what each of us brings to the table. And I thought it was a, a cool discussion where we kind of let everyone know who each other was, even if you haven't met them as guests on the podcast, um, kind of gave an insight into like what our comedy community really consists of and um, how much we appreciate each other. Um, really just like to um, suck up as much as I can to anybody who I appreciate in this community. Um, and I think it's important for people to point out that uh, people inspire each other Um, I think I like to point out when people inspire me, um, because you're either going to admit that someone inspires you or you're going to imitate them and then you're just going to piss them off. So I'd rather be straightforward and tell people who are around me exactly what I think of them. So that's exactly what we did in this first clip, uh, with Jacqueline Hughes. No, but I said that the other day, I think. I don't know if that wasn't in the group chat. That was just to you where I was talking about like the strengths that everybody has in problem child. And I was like, I was like, uh, he like when he listed everyone's strengths, he he's like, Heather, you're just, you know, there. I was like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I said said that Jay can write. I was like, Jay's writing Mm -hmm. is like amazing. Top tier. Like the writing ability is great. And then I was like, Peter has like, like Peter and I are usually on like the same wavelength of like trying to make something as awkward as we possibly can. You saw that. Okay, that makes sense. I thought because like you're like you and Peter are always on the same wavelength. I'm like, I guess. No, like I was watching them hang out the other day at the birthday and you guys were acting like brothers. It was so cute. Yeah, Yeah, it was. That was kind of hilarious. He's a brother from another mother. But then what I said about you and Micah was that you're both. No, I do. Like, (laughs) but you both have like a a spontaneity that I don't really like have. Mm -hmm. Like you will both kind of just go like take it in like a completely different direction that I was Mm -hmm. like, I would have never thought of that. And kind of even in how you approach comedy in general, because that's kind of what I was like saying is that like Jay's really intellectual and Mm -hmm. writes things and like plans it out. Like 
Peter and I just want to like try to figure out what's the next awkward thing that can happen. And you mm-hmm. both like you could do like street interviews or something or like crowd work. I can do crowd work like either of you can. You're like, you're very good at like thinking your jokes through to a very like single degree where they're like the callbacks are very good and mm-hmm. like like the like your out, buttons are like, on point. For like this part. is like this joke is then leading into ju- this joke more and it's like a smooth transitional story and like your punchlines are so well thought out. I would say I'm technical. And your delivery when you're like when your delivery is on point, like I would say your delivery, like if you're following a set is like top tier. Mm-hmm. I would say your delivery Thanks. is very well. I think my delivery is like I'm just ra- rambling and I say and dicks and everyone's like oh, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like like you're very like d- delivery mm. spot on usually. Well, thank you. Yeah, we all just you know this is we're just guessing each other. Up for like Am I affirming you? Can can you buy me soda now? I yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you some Coke. <laughs> I like Coke. a cola. Yeah, a cola. I like Coke. Yeah. A cola. That's definitely what I meant. Mm-hmm. A dried <laughs> a dried cola. <laughs> dried cola. I'm sorry, my nose. My, I'm sorry, my nose is just itchy. Oh wow. Man, don't you wish that we lived in the 1800s when it was the original recipe? No. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard boy. the flavor was all of those then. tinctures. It was a flavor. The apothecary man really get you zooted. Yeah, set right. you right. Can you imagine being in like the 1800s and you're like right up on like your like bicycle with like the big front wheel right. and you're like, hmm, one Coca Cola, please, and it just gets you like super high. <laughs> just, That's probably why they zo- were able to build down all the, the train tracks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They were just drink. They were like, "Here, free Coca Cola for everybody," and they're just like, "This is great." They're like, "I want more. I never want to stop drinking this. I don't know why. It's like I can't stop." What's the worst I can get? Diabetes. <laughs> this is great. I didn't even know if they even knew what diabetes was back then. In the 1800s, I, I imagine the transition I for Coca Cola was. was like for Four Loko. How they just took the energy drink out of it because everybody was like yep. way too. I told you guys my Four Loko story. I actually told you a bridge version of the Coke. The, um, for, for a local story. Is it time it. for a crazy story with Heather? No. Oh, okay. Can't tell the four local not- story. Hmm. Isn't it nice when friends get together and just tell each other every good thing about each other? Man, when you're in comedy, um, a lot of people try to do it by themselves. Um, and, you know, more power to you if you can do that. Um, that's not my style. I kind of think comedy is like a bunch of animals living on the savanna and you know everyone's drinking at the same watering hole and they realize that there might not be enough water for everybody and there's you know one gazelle who thinks oh I have a different idea I'm gonna go find water somewhere else right and so you're left you know you have like your zebra and your wildebeest and your giraffe and um other animals that are native to savannas and this gazelle goes off and it tries to find its own water and um, comes to realize pretty quick that when it's by itself, it's going to get attacked by an alligator and it's going to lose a leg and it's going to be trying to run away on three legs and no one's there to help it. And then it gets attacked by a hyena and it loses another leg, becomes a bipedal gazelle. And uh, then, you know, it's running around on its two remaining legs. And then what happens when it gets to the watering hole and it finds an alligator 
and it takes its other leg. Now this gazelle is hopping around on one leg, and everyone back at the watering hole who decided to work together still got all their legs. And that's what it's like when you're doing something creative. Is if you abandon the other animals around you, you're gonna lose your legs. So, uh, yeah, another um, person who I really appreciate in Columbus comedy, um, you know, someone who I want to be around the same watering hole is uh, Barack Lesnar. Um, he's someone who I look up to in improv comedy and stand up. And um, I kind of think of him as like a mentor. And in this next clip, we got to sit down and we got to do improv all together. And it was really cool because it was someone who I have looked up to in improv. And, um, you know, I got to perform with him on a platform that, uh, you know, I, I created with Heather and, um, yeah, it was just really cool. So enjoy this next piece. All right. So I'll yell out the am when I think everyone should do a ASMR and we were going to debate whether we should care if aliens are here or not. Yeah. So what, so, what side do you want, Barack? Man, I'm on the side that we shouldn't care. That we shouldn't care, and I'm yes. arguing that we should care that we have aliens, allegedly. Yes. Is this what the AI came up with? Yeah. What did the AI just, that was it? Yeah, I just I just said, give me debate topics that are not political, and then it spat out, like, aliens, and... I feel like that's a political it's, topic. It's very political, yeah. That's, like, the most political topic. <laughs> like, what, aliens? We, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, think of people who wear tinfoil hats and right, right, shit. Right, right. No, mm. well, we're debating if we care if they're I get it. Not. I get it. I'm yeah. just saying. You yeah, we're, we're going to debate it from a non-political <laughs> standpoint. Not red and blue. Political. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like just they're covering it up. Green though. and flesh-colored. <laughs> debate. Not red and blue. Sounds like an STD penis. Green and flesh-colored. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. I want to go to the doctor's well, Anyway. <laughs> Brock, you have the floor. Look, man. Uh, I don't think... Look, I can't even bring myself to care about the huge majority of the 8 billion people on this planet. I don't have enough fucks to give. My fields have grown barren. For aliens to add them to the equation. Especially, we don't even know what personality types we're dealing with. Are they haters, too? Uh... Do they like bad TV shows? Like, it makes me wonder what their opinion would be on what Lizzo's been up to. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I just can't bring myself to care. I don't think anyone should care. They've probably been around forever. And they've just acclimated themselves so they can do their dirt in the dark. And that's fine. We all do our dirt in the dark, right? So it's, as long as they're not like rapey, which they probably are. Those ones we should care about. We should care about the rapey aliens because rape is not cool. And I just want to put that out there. Alien or human, it's not cool at all and under any circumstances. Okay, Tristan. So you're setting up a, a straw man argument and using some very severe allegations um, to the alien race um, by insinuating that they automatically participate in rape because they might be different than your um, normative view of what 
human beings can be. Um, so um, I just want to point that out, that those are some pretty serious allegations. Um, I also think that um, we don't know if aliens are all um, living among humans or if they are all locked in Area 51. And if they're all locked in Area 51, that means their autonomy has been taken from them. And we absolutely should care about that. Hey, Can you imagine aliens in a cage? Their entire family all locked in one cage. And you hear the, Trump put them in there. the jingle of the lock because they want to get out and they can't get out. And so they're banging on the bars. Please, I'm only six. <laughs> And we don't even, we can't even understand what they're saying, but you can hear the distress in their voice and they're... May I have some water, senor? And maybe, maybe some of the aliens are Mexican. We don't know. For sure, a lot of aliens are Mexican. I can assure you of that. But uh, look, man, what group of people do you know pro people against their will? I'm just saying it's rapists. And aliens. That's it. <laughs> so there's a very large intersection of probing and experimentation being done against people's wills. All right. Oh my God. And then they also drug you so you don't even remember what happened. You just AMSR wake up. Mode. You just wake up. Because this ASMR isn't doing what it should be doing. It should be making you fall asleep. Just like the alien in your room. After they've drugged you, and then they have a beam, take you to their ship, or they do ungodly things to you. We must collect the data. <laughs> we must. We must collect the data. And humans only have data in a few ways that I can think of. It's so only rectally. Yeah, so uh, protect your fluids, my friends, is what I'm saying. Who do you think won the debate? (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun when we get to do improv scenes on this podcast. It's one of my favorite things uh, that we do, honestly, and it's something that will never go away on this podcast as long as I have something to say uh, about it. Um, There are some guests, though. I think it's important. You know, you have improv and you have have to have important conversations, too, and... um, there's some guests that we've had that have almost been intimidating to me, even though they're super nice people, but they're people who I look up to so much that um, it just makes it to where I feel I am almost like overwhelmed or tripped up or something like that. Um, and when we had Tony Cruz on this podcast, that's um, that's how I felt uh, was I was like, oh, we have like one of the most famous people or people I look up to the most in Columbus comedy. And like, we just got to like have him on our podcast. So it was a very like special um, experience. Um, so, you know, and maybe it's coincidental that, um, I put this one right after the bit about aliens. Um, you know, you can, you can read into a lot of things. Um, but it's just, it's the order that we ended up with. Um, so it is what it is. Um, enjoy this next clip in our countdown. I mean, that's that's the annoying part, too, though, is because there's like a difference between racial and racist oh, jokes. Yeah. Right. And like people don't make that distinction. And sometimes it's fun to like ask those people, like explain what's racist about it, because it's not that it was racist. It was a racial based joke. You're yeah. referencing something. But 
if they feel weird about it, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like when they feel weird about it, it's like when you ask them to explain, they're like, well, it's because they do this. And you're like, you just stereotyped and made it like so some wild either know. connection or some something. Yeah, it was just some that, sort like, of weird, like they just didn't appreciate it versus like. Right. But, but like when you ask them why, it's generally yeah. because they either didn't hear the way that you said the joke so that they don't understand like why it is that it's funny or mm-hmm. they thought of something completely different it's like no this is actually problematic dude like you don't understand that you're being racist that's why you think this ro- joke is racist yeah mm-hmm. like i've had that before where like i make a joke and then people like come up to me and like oh it's because of this right and i'm like that's not at all what i was saying <laughs> dude like like i had a you guys might have heard this that i have like a joke about like mixed race babies mm-hmm. um and this guy came up to me after a show one time. He's like, I got one for you. Like, black and Mexican convict. Oh, And I yeah. was like, see, that's just fucking racist, man. Because you're yeah. saying that, like, it's uh, it's a joke. Like, that's what yeah. they're saying. Then a black and Mexican baby's going to be a convict. Yeah. But I was like, no, here's how you make it racial. Like, black and Mexican guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, all of a sudden, like, what are you saying? I'm saying that, like, people would assume this person, because of the way they look, is guilty. Yeah. Yeah, it's different versus you know, guilty versus convict because it's always like the stereotype of like the the injustice of yeah. race versus like the racial like the actual racist thinking that they are racist that they're right, con- exactly. convicts just because yeah. they are black and Mexican. Right, right. That's <laughs> what I'm so saying. Stupid. It's, and it's like the commentary of like what you're saying, oh my like God. guilty until proven innocent. Like yeah, you, I mean that's just until so proven innocent is like that's real. That's shit. That's like that if happens, you're yeah. yeah, if you're a person of color in the fucking justice system yeah you're jumping through a couple extra hoops like yeah. you know just because you have to you're already on the defense just even if you're not guilty at all like you yeah. inherently yeah. just yeah. well that's a perfect example of like where it's like no like that your line of thinking is the problem right like, right exactly and that's why i'm like that's why when some people get offended like i genuinely ask what like what is it that you have a problem yeah. with in this joke and i love when it's like the problem is you dude yeah. like yeah. you right into this in a particular way that's problematic for your particular views and you're just now realizing it and it makes you uncomfortable you're like that's racist like it was you you fuck one of the things we like to do on this podcast is we like to have kind of unexpected important conversations because the primary thing we want to do is be funny and you can't be funny all the time um unless you're very, very talented, um, or maybe emotionally immature, um, or you're lucky enough that that's your entire life is you just get to be funny all the time. Um, but we like to, you know, kind of present this, this front of making jokes and interviewing comedians and things like that. And then, um, it's just, it's, it's awesome to me when we get to have a more serious conversation with someone whose, um, whole goal or their like their passion is being funny and then we get to turn and have like a really important conversation. Um, and so that episode with Tony Cruz was a great example of kind of, we started out with things that, um, you know, people wouldn't really expect to have like a a real conversation and then boom, next thing you know, you're talking about, you know, um, important topics like, like making jokes about race or things like that. Um, we also, um, you know, cover a wide range of topics, whether it's race or, um, LGBTQ type of issues. Um, which is what you'll see in this next clip with one of our, um, our good, good friends on this podcast, uh, Mickey. 
I want to, I personally would love to have a female partner and then us have kids. And then, like, even if my kid is known at school as, like, that's the kid with the lesbo moms. <laughs> I want my kid to be like, yeah, I am. Do you think by then it will even matter? No. no. I feel like it's becoming less and less of something that kids would even think twice about. I mean, in, like, 40 years, about. how do you know, like, basically it's going to be, like, the norm to be gay. And if you're straight, you're like, oh, it's a straighty over there or something <laughs> like that. It's like, I, man, I hope that I live to see the day. I hope that someday people get bullied for being yeah, straight. Yeah, like, it might actually be within, like, like society might change so much because, we like, we're overpopulating so much. They actually, like, might be, a, like, a societal restructure where they encourage homosexuality to stop population, like, climbing. That's what... I'm not honestly... Even, I'm not even kidding. Oh, God, take me there. <laughs> take me there now. That's what, like uh, like, the far right is really afraid of. Like, the far left is like, yes, bring it on. And the far right is like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> we should do a bit. <laughs> we should do. Okay. Wait, who? so wait, wait. wait. Well, I'm obviously like, the Republican. It's like 20. I, I want to be a Republican. You can be, yeah. It's 2,500. All right. 500 years in the future. I yeah. Live to like, the year 2,500. Yeah. And basically, it's like the popular, like, basically we've already realized climate change is happening and like that's too far in the future okay two it needs to be like 2060 2063 like when so is it like when we're in, what is in, we in 40 gay? years yeah or we're we're literally like a president candidate is like be gay for the environment yes and then the where the old like old like like centenarian republicans okay, i'll be i'll be the president michael you just be like his daughter or something we'll okay and remember Climate change is happening so fast, you need to be gay for the environment. Click. Can you believe this shit? They've been talking that, talking like this for 60-some-odd years. Daddy, what does it mean to be gay? We'll never talk about that, you understand me? Gay means happy. <laughs> What's wrong being happy, Daddy? Everybody should be miserable like me. Oh. Uh, is that why Mommy killed herself? <laughs> too far. I can't keep going. <laughs> well, I'm down this is like this is not even. How, this is not how this is supposed to go today. No, this is. Well, we're doing characters. Where it's a Halloween. Daddy. Yeah. I'm 17 years old. I'm close to adulthood. I know. I know you are. There's something I need to tell you. I'm scared to tell you. Okay, what is it? I believe they. The population is too much, and I want to contribute to the environment by licking some pussy. Listen, I um, I got one thing to say to you. Not in my house, <laughs> Daddy. Please. No. It, can I come out now, Barbara? Is this? Oh, meet your dad. Uh, um, is it, I don't think this is going to plan. Is it? Oh. Is it your pussy? <laughs> Excuse me. Yours is the pussy she wants to lick. I'm no. a seventeen-year-old girl. I don't know if you're allowed to ask me that, sir. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it's not her, but everybody thinks it's her. It's actually uh, Jessica from um, who's Jessica? Yeah, I'm. I'm just her sable. friend helping her support her from the sable. We clean out the horse dung together. <sighs> yeah, I, I knew it was I a mistake sending you out there time. to shovel shit with Jessica. Yeah, who knew shit can be romantic? Shoveling shit can 
bond you with a man, a, a person. I mean, it's daddy. It's a special experience. I knew that was a mistake. Daddy, what did what did you just say? Uh, nothing, nothing. Um, yeah, nothing. I never uh, shuffled shit with with Jim. Uh, Ugh. Hey there, Jim? Jerry. Oh. Just got just saw I stopped by and said hey to you in the Jim. Trail. You're back. You're back in town. Uh, yeah, I just uh thought I swung by. Uh, you know, just you know. Having the horse ranch and helping those rescue horses, you know, shoveling shit, but for a good cause. Oh, yeah. Are you still uh, living alone by your lonesome self, Jim? Ah, uh, yeah, just me, kiddo, just me and the horses and just rough the, on horse. Me rough, rough riding and me and just you know. Are you barebacking oh, those horses? Yeah, a lot of them are. No, I just went. You were like, ugh. <laughs> broke back mountain, 2.0, Tw- 2,500. The bro- I mean, we broke do, back plains. Do, do <laughs> live up on that mountain. I like how you, like, when I try to be your girlfriend, you're like, no, not that one. <laughs> the other one. Like, I'm not good enough to I be your I also forgot pro- you said you were 17. not good enough to be your pretend girlfriend. <laughs> are you serious right now? That's how high your standards are. No. Mickey is one of our closest friends in Columbus comedy. Um, so it's always a pleasure whenever we get to have her on the podcast. Um, but it's not always easy to know um, how to introduce her or um, what to call her in the title of the episode. Um, she's somewhat of a uh, performer of many names, is what we'll say. Um, has had a few... Um, difficulties with making the decision of a stage name, which is understandable. It's very difficult to decide how you're going to present yourself to the world. But it means that um, we've actually talked about her a lot more than people might realize on this podcast, but um, you've kind of had to track with what we're calling her in each episode. Um, And it gets a little confusing at times, but um, we're always talking about the same person in our hearts and we know it. And she knows it, even if nobody else does. And that's what friendship's all about, is it's more in the heart. It's also external things, too, but it's a lot of it's in the heart. Um, yeah. And so the last person of Problem Child, our improv group, that we've had on this podcast before is our good friend, Peter Maddox. Um, Peter, we've talked about him so much. He's such a talented um, artist and performer. And um, in this next clip, we um, we really learned a lot more about Peter um, throughout interviewing him. And I think this uh, this next clip kind of led to um, some, some real discoveries about Peter. Um, so enjoy. Yeah, if I if we do a Patreon, a hundred percent, it'll be there'll be a whole segment of just my feet and a microphone. I'm so just wait, like the AM, AMSR, but it's with your feet. Yes. Just go like. Yep. Oh my god. Just the XLR cable, just like between your toes. <laughs> just just let this be a teaser to what our Patreon will be one day. I'm getting so sick. <laughs> sick freak there are people out there who are not sick right now i know it's well, it my mom i'm kidding oh is that how we're gonna lead into that <laughs> what a, what a transition you just like you dove right in how should we tell this story 
Uh, well, we talked about how we were checking out our all of like five viewers, and most of them were women. All of them are women. All of them are women. And then my mom watched the podcast, and she was like commenting about how she can hear us. And then she she texted like, uh, I was, "Here's a screenshot of what my mom texted Tristan." Yeah, I'll put it up. What my mom texted me about Tristan. She was like, "He's just a, such a quiet speaker. He's cute." Yeah. And now, this brings up an important topic to me that I think that we should address on this podcast because when a mom tells someone, when a mom, like, conveys that you're cute, there's, like, a mom telling you you're cute and then there is a mom telling you you're cute, right? Um, and I think that we're, uh, it's that second one in this situation, if you know what I mean. So shout out to Heather's mom. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> I was waiting. I, I was, was like, waiting. I was like, life for somebody, lifeguard my <laughs> ass right now. It's just not the same, like <laughs> when the cameras are on. Yeah, it's just not the same. <laughs> All right, don't <laughs> don't go flaccid now, Peter. No, I just I feel like I just gotta eat this cookie. First, and then I'll you be ready. You don't have to. You can just put it back on the plate. No, I'll I'll eat the cookie. You it's fine. To. Like, we're gonna circle back. We'll circle back to the moms. An important thing about this podcast is that um, because our audience is primarily, and by primarily I mean exclusively, women, um, we consider this to be a feminist podcast. Yeah, you know, who would have known it was a feminist podcast with the pink background, the cute little creatures that are like. The llama and the frog and like the. Oh, you were talking about blue. us. Yeah. We're the cute little creatures. Peter, you can be a cute little creature if you want to be. Okay, yeah. thank you. But anyway, on the topic of people being attractive, I do think that that is an important thing to point out, is that age does not dictate attractiveness. Do I think it's important to point out? <laughs> okay. I think that it's, I think that it's a, um, I think you want to point it out. <laughs> maybe, but, but it's because I'm more of a feminist than you are. So I'm like, there is no like prime age of like attractiveness. I think that there is a, like too much of a value that's put on people looking young or people like fighting against aging. Dude, you yeah. can just talk about how oh, you just want to fuck my mom. If that's what it is. You're like, you're like, listen, age doesn't matter. You can read into You're like, age doesn't matter. And anyone can be attractive like you, Cindy. And then everyone else can make really good cookies like you, Cindy. And then <laughs> I didn't say anything specific. <laughs> this is Peter. Yeah. Yeah. This was the worst guest intro. <laughs> yep. I really like the uh, like the the definition like. Like with age comes like more like lines and those are kind of like, you know, you you just run your fingers along those like lines on their faces, all the wrinkles and the sunspots. The texture. You like the the texture is what you're saying. I love how like coarse the skin becomes, (laughs) how leathery it is. It's like a sensory experience for you. Yeah. And like it just gets so loose. 
What is happening? Ladies you turned your remote too fast. <laughs> oh, no. I love to work. You know, when you create a podcast and it um, self-identifies as a feminist podcast, it means that you support women. And supporting women means supporting all women, um, which is why you can't really have a feminist podcast without having a male-friendly podcast. And it's kind of a theme we keep coming back to is that um, we do support MILFs. Um, we support women. Um, we really support all kinds of people. Um, can't think of anybody who we've not supported really on this podcast. Um, it's been a wide range. Um, we just try to be inclusive, um, but especially to moms. Um, it's a very, uh, you know, maybe an underrepresented, uh, population. And we, um, just want to give it the respect that it deserves the, um, population of moms and, um, you know, uh, throughout interviewing Peter and kind of talking to him after that conversation, um, Peter's right on board with that, uh, agenda. And I don't know if, um, I don't know if it's that Peter loves moms or if moms love Peter or it's probably a little of both. Um, but you know, yeah, it's important to have advocates for, um, for your causes on your podcast. Um, yeah. Create unity among the, among the group. It's important to, you know, when you're on a team, everybody kind of be on the same page. Uh, about important topics, you know. So the clip that's coming up next is uh, represents one of my favorite things that we do on this podcast. And it's when we have a conversation and it leads to um, just kind of this like spontaneous improv acting character work. Um, it's so much fun to get to do that. And it's really the difference between doing a podcast by myself right now or like I'm doing right now um, and doing a podcast where you have other people around you doing it with friends. And um, I just it's important to have fun with what you're doing. Um, and I think that's exactly what we did in this next clip. That's why you should always have a clown costume on hand. Yeah. You never know. I'm, I'm, I'm always ready to be a sad clown. Oh my God. Know? Do you remember when there was like those killer clowns in like fucking 2016 for no ass reason? And then they just stopped. I have a theory about that. So my theory about that is that that was right around when the movie it was coming out. And I think that that was some kind of marketing scheme. Oh. I think that they were like they were doing some kind of focus group thing and they were like ah people aren't scared of clowns anymore they were like how can we make people more scared of clowns and they started paying people to be like creepy clowns that's probably it I think that's, that that's a good I didn't think about it like that I overthink everything oh but that's true I think people you know now that you say that I was like I, th I knew people had theories and I think that's probably one I heard before but they're saying like it just so happened to correlate with the movie it or like some sort of clown because it was literally like like a less than a year i think before that movie came out yeah and i was just like, like there's it gotta just, be it just something like stopped but like was, weren't there like actually like crimes committed by clown people though i think so i think some people probably took it a little too far i like i didn't somebody actually murder somebody i think so just but yeah, just like, a little too far in the marketing stunt jimmy was really you know dedicated oh my god okay you're you're the clown that murdered somebody but i'm like the agent that hired you just for the it movie just to promote it 
oh and like we're in, like we're in prison and like this these are the phones hey jimmy what's up dave uh well like we can see each other through glass um so you know really great you know you went all in on the role for the movie it like promoting it but um yeah i wanted to be the best clown yeah um we just don't really understand like we we just said like walk around the highways at night and carry a knife and it like we gave you a prop knife and everything like it wasn't real okay so but we, I... we we're just wondering like why you had a real knife and why you decided to kill like your neighbor listen i i'm a method actor okay, okay. you gave me a fake knife what am i supposed to do with that I had to get into character, right? So I, right. I improvised. Right. I improvised. Okay. I ad-libbed. Okay. Using a real knife. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a method actor. I really got into my character. Okay. And I also just, I thought there was some kind of bonus involved if I like really sold we, it. We told you it was only going to be for a year before the it movie. I mean, it, like we paid you up front. There, you, you know there was no bonus. Like we were very clear on that. But I just, it was like under, it was my understanding you we literally had a recorded phone conversation where you had, where you said, "Will there any be any bonuses?" And we're like, "No, not at this time." At this time, I thought that at a later time, maybe there'd be some kind of bonus if I if I really went so all in. I I just um that's really great, but I have to let you know that like you are legally legally responsible for all your actions and um. Oh, I know. And oh oh, this is where we uh, cut ties. And uh, oh. we will send you your final check okay. to, the, to the jail. Do I get a bonus, though? Have a good day, Jerry. Nice knowing you, Dave. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if that was funny. I think it was kind of creepy. I think it was funny. Okay. I had fun. Yeah, you had way had too fun. much fun. You and you embodied Gary, I can tell. That wasn't Gary. That was Jimmy or Jerry, whichever one that know. you decided. Know. You called me two different names in that scene. Yeah, I don't. That's would that even worse that the the agent doesn't even remember which name you have? It does make it worse. Yeah, he's like whatever the guy that killed somebody. I don't care. Oh my god. We referenced the clown costume a couple times in this podcast, and um, it comes from there was a uh, last Christmas I received a clown costume from a family member um, as a Christmas gift because I had expressed interest in comedy or getting into doing comedy. Um, and that was how someone chose to um, support that dream um, very sarcastically, um, was they gifted me a clown costume for Christmas. And I have yet to use said clown costume in any comedy pursuits, but it is something I have in my back pocket should I need it. Um, and I've been basically fighting ever since Heather found out that information to not use said clown costume for nefarious pranks, um, is what she calls them. Um, I would call them crimes. Um, so if you see a crime being committed by a clown, you have heard none of this. Um, and so we've had Mickey on a few times because, like I said, she's one of our best friends in the in the scene, um, and we never know which version we're gonna get of Mickey, um, or like I said, what name we're gonna call her in that episode. But her stories are very frequently inspiring, um, and this next one is a great example of that. 
I mean, what is a story that I've told you that you're like, wow, that's crazy. So um, why don't you tell that what uh, you? Why don't you tell us and our viewers about that one time you went to a concert? Well, okay, concerts is a is a very flattering word to use here. Okay, it was a guy. <laughs> I met on an app who was in a band, a local band, and he was like, come to my show. And it was like the first time I'd meet him. So I was like, okay, I'll come. But I was also talking to somebody else at the same time. And I had the great idea, kill two birds with one stone and invite another one to come to the show. And it works out for the other guy too, because then he gets an extra bought ticket. So I I did, I did, speed dating with two that weren't aware of it. So just to just to make it clear, you went to a, you were talking to one guy, you went to his like show where he was performing and you came with another date or another another person. That is correct. So here's the thing. That's no. that's some baller yes. shit. It's it's incredibly you, baller. I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. And you weren't wasting their time either. Exactly. How is someone who's doing a show going to talk to you? Exactly. Or not. That is what I was thinking. So then you brought someone to talk to. It helps the other guy out because you sold another ticket. And then, to me, like, everybody wins. I'm going to be honest. None, neither of them scored that night, but... You don't we know learned, that though. Maybe they scored with each other. I, I think exactly. The, I think they could have. You might have been like a matchmaker, and you brought oh them together. Oh my god! They probably like were walking home like so sad and crying, and then they cried into each other's arms, and then they made tender love. I. That's how I like to think that that story ended. How do you, like? How do you know they like? He wasn't playing on stage, and they he was like <clears throat> standing next to you, and then they their eyes locked. But then they're like, "Oh no, I have feelings for Micah. I cannot look at thee." Wait, wait, then, wait, 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 wait. You be the guy who was watching the show, and I'll be the musician. Okay. Man, I can't believe that I just, like, I really thought that was going somewhere. Oh, oh, hey, man. Great concert. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, yeah. man, I feel like it was, like, hard to see for, like, the stage lights, yeah. but, like, I saw, like, I feel like you, like, it seemed like you were really, like, resonating with, like, what I was playing. Yeah, I love uh, Wonderwall. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, I think it's just a song that, like, you know, I had this girl that, like, I thought, like, after all, like, she was my wonder wall. Um, mm. But then, you know, like, she, like, she just kind of, like, left after the concert. I don't oh. know. She didn't say to say, like, congratulations and, wow, you have such big, beautiful hands and you really know how to handle that guitar really well. Do you? Do you think I have beautiful hands? I No, I, I just, I mean, that's what I think she would say. You know, I mean, I didn't, I mean. I mean, like, your hair, like, I don't know, like. Oh. You really, like, stuck out in the Thanks. crowd to me. Thanks, man. I mean, I just, you know, I just, I took a shower today. Yeah, and I, like, yeah. that's kind of, like, a turn-on for me, like, people taking a shower, like... Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, my, I mean, she didn't seem to appreciate it. She just kind of, like, left out the concert, too. <laughs> Wait, you had... Your girl left you at the concert, too? Yeah, man. It, like, she was just, you know, she's like, okay, bye, I'm gonna go talk to my cat, and she just... <laughs> that girl told me she was gonna go talk to her cat, too. Do you, do you think we're talking about the same person? Was her, was her name Micah? Oh my God. Bro. No. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We both just got catfished by the same girl. Oh my God. This is so beautiful. You can't tell, but I'm crying. Do you want to like, do you want to maybe like go back to my place? Yeah. I I feel like I just really need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk. We're only going to talk. With my body. Okay, this is getting too gay. Let's skip it. <laughs> 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 
That's how it happened. No, but uh, like, here's the thing. <laughs> She's like, uh, that was too. Here's crazy. the thing. Dating as a bisexual, it's really whiplash. I look, I'm not saying all men are terrible, easy slut whores, but, <laughs> but uh, more likely than not. And it's hard sometimes, but I'm like, they can, they'll get over it. Like they'll move on to the next person. Yeah, they'll be okay. But like, how do you know that you not leaving them that night? They you broke their hearts and then they turned into fuckboys. And now they not my problem. I like to come up with love stories, like we did in that last clip. Um, It's um, it's fun to do that in a kind of a fictional sense because I I think because it's so hard to do in a literal sense. Um. Love is very hard to find for a lot of people and people who find it, they find it hard to maintain. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they have all kinds of different views of love and um, they have stories of trying to find love and they don't always go as planned. And that's, you know, where you get inspiration for comedy. Um, there's a lot of, you know, material that comes out of, horrible dating stories or, um, you know, people talking about their exes. And it's always interesting to me that it's not as funny to talk about problems if you're in a committed relationship. Um, and it makes me wonder where that line is, where, why is it funny to talk about your exes or your bad dating relationships? But the minute you start complaining about your life partner, then it's just sad. It's just therapy and not comedy. Um, which is an interesting distinction and, um, not one that I'm really looking to explore personally, but I think that for science, it'd be interesting to know why that is, why that is the way that it is. Um, cause it's just not, it's just not funny to complain about if you're married to somebody, um, not in a serious way, but you can rip on your ex all day long. And I just think that's an interesting difference. Um, but yeah, love is, love is hard. Um, and I'm, I'm big on, on self-love for people who are struggling to find love with other people. Um, and self-love is kind of a new thing for me. It wasn't really encouraged when I was growing up. Um, and I don't know if it was uh, religion or self-doubt or I don't know. There was, uh, it's hard to be, to know how to be humble and to love yourself at the same time. Um, and if anybody has that figured out, uh, let me know, let me know how you do that. Um, because I feel it's hard. It's hard to love yourself too. Love is just hard in general. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with this, but, um, this last clip, um, that we have on this podcast, um, features one of the funniest people that I have met in Columbus comedy, Jesse Sisson. If you don't know who that is, you will because she's hilarious um and what we found out when she was on the podcast is that you know sometimes you bring people on and you want to be supportive of their their dreams and you want to be you know inspiring to them and um what ends up happening accidentally sometimes is that you um end up making them rethink their their dreams um and so this is how that happened you know, call it fucking Sven's or something. Sven's. Sven's. Yeah. If you had a bar, would you call it Sven's? No. What would you call a bar? That's actually a good question. What would I call a bar? I feel like you'd be a good bar, like a bar owner. 
I really want to put titties in a bathroom. Like real but, titties? No, like, just like... Like titty wallpaper? Yeah, like... Like mounted like a moose head. Like... Oh no, but yeah, kind of now that yeah. you said I that. No, like fake titties. I thought you meant like mounted fake titties too. On no, the I meant like that. a like a wallpaper collage of like. No, I meant like, oh. like I thought you meant like mounted center titties. Folds. Or like, what if it's just like two holes and the girl could stick her titties through so other people could there's feel no that? Like a titty way that glory somebody, hole. There, I was gonna say there's no way that somebody isn't fucking that. Yeah, like, it's gonna oh, get titty, so gross. Titty, yeah, <laughs> like it would be gross. Literally like boob jobs. So how would they rub on it? Um, it would have to be the bathrooms in. My bar, Heather, would be gender neutral. Yeah. So people would be fucking through so, the, so <laughs> the booby hole. So you'd have a titty hole and then you'd have a dog hole. So then they could be like both at the same time. The this bathrooms is, are made for sex. I, I, I love that it was like, what would you call your bar? And immediately it's like a seedy fucking porn store. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck a bar. I want a sex shop. I don't. I want a sex shop. I have no desire to do that. I would not either. Right. Dude, cleaning that up. You're disgusting. Right. People would literally just use the display. Like I saw one thing. Like the, there was like some sort of like studded. It was either like a studded dildo or it was like a a, a studded like a star studded like like a saddle and it like had glass over it and it says please do not mount on it. <laughs> did yeah i know yeah. every That's sign insane. every rule has like somebody who broke so it i so the, like the place where they're just like please no cats you're like what happened here with cats yeah <laughs> or like please don't let the cat in the library you're like what happened when you let the cat in the library cats. like i just want to know I just i'm not a cat people i have two i so, know it's yeah. okay it's a, oh, thank so you for forgiving me for having a pet titties in the bathroom yeah sorry i got distracted but not a glory hole no, but it would be like a, it would have to be like a vagina looking glory hole. This is the first time since I decided I wanted titties in the bathroom that I'm second guessing and like I'm what like, you meant. Yeah. Well, not even what I meant. Just like fuck titties altogether. Why should go with another theme? <laughs> like, because we started talking about a glory oh, really? hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, maybe it shouldn't be so sexualized. <laughs> no, no, no. But that that would be the whole point of it is that titties don't have to be like a sexualized thing. Well, that's where I was going with it initially. Yeah. Because oh. I don't I don't know like why like who doesn't. I've been posting my nipples on the inter- on the internet mm-hmm. in my in my close friends <laughs> to weed out the riffraff. Where? Ah. And my close friends on Instagram. So you've been posting your titties on Instagram to see who's really your friend or not. I want to see like who in my close friends is going to report me for nipples because that is going to tell me what else I can put on my close friend's story. Oh, because oh. then you eliminate them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant like... So you're going to uh, end up with like one really good friend. It's just like, yeah. I don't care what you post, man. Oh, I thought <laughs> you meant like you have your regular Instagram and then whoever like reports you, you're like, you're not my friend anymore and you like block them. No. I don't care oh. about that as much. You're yeah, going to lose followers that way. Yeah, that's if people want to follow yeah, me, that's fine. I'd probably be like one of the... But your close friends, you have to like pick them. Yeah, right, right. And there are people that follow me. Hopefully you watch this, but there are people that follow me that like, they don't need to see my nipples. Like yeah. I get that. Right. Like I, I want to free the nipple to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I feel about like shirtless pictures too. Like yeah, even of myself. I mean, I, I'm like, I know it would get me yeah. more followers, but I just haven't crossed that line. Well, it's different. Oh my God. Are you going to just post like a picture of you shirtless, but you blur out your own nipples? That's I, I would do a pasties. Like I would. Do. I want you to do the black sensor bar. Yeah, no, I want the. Oh, <laughs> like, I want you to just have the, the black electrical, or electrical tape, tape and just like yeah. X out your own titties. Okay, now for the bit, I gotta do it. <laughs> um, it, wait, what? What's the bit? Oh, for the bit, I thought we were gonna act it out. I'm like, okay, let's act no. it out. You taking your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Yes. Yeah, you guys right. pulling it up on your phone? Like, mm-hmm. why is he almost sure? I would, like, I would like and share that picture with everyone I know. I was like, you want to see my friend Tristan? And it's just like you with X'd out nipples. I'm like, this is my friend. I would do electrical tape X's too. That would be. It would be fun. Yeah, I would just, I don't know. I, that might be actually like the promo for this episode of the podcast. We need to do like an <laughs> inverse thing because like my, for some reason, like I have an alter ego and I like I had like the last time I was on the, like the second. Yeah. The second last time I was on podcast, I kind of like dressed in like a sporty look. But my sister was in wore these glasses. She goes, why do you look like a pimp? <laughs> and then I was like, and like that's where the bit like the persona Big Heath came from. Like if you're just like you're a bitch like with your apples, nipples next out and I'm dressed like a pimp. That would make me feel so good around myself. I want to. Okay, so for a future show, that should be like our our whole brand. <laughs> like, just, just like pimping me out. <laughs> that right there is a great example of why self love is so important. Because if you have a dream, you should you should chase it, and you should not look for love in certain places, specifically on this podcast, because we have the potential to accidentally ruin your dream and make you rethink things that you are like pretty certain of and pretty excited about. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, uh, nobody's perfect. You know, we, we want to be inspiring and supportive of people. And, um, sometimes we, we fuck it up. My bad. There you have it. That is our greatest hits. Um, our director's cut, our, cream of the crop. I don't know. Um, I think that this, this wasn't even, um, really an experiment for me to see what was the best moments of our podcast. It was an experiment to me to see what is the core of our podcast. What do we want it to be? What has it been so far? Where is it going in the future? And to answer that last question, the answer is nowhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, no plans to stop recording the podcast or releasing episodes or anything like that. It's very exciting. It's fun. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably the most fun that I have doing anything in comedy. Um, and I hope that people take something from it. Um, you know, whether it's just escape from reality or if it's having an important conversation or something like that. Um, that was, uh, what we saw in a couple of those clips is that there's a blend of comedy and serious conversation that I think is just like, it hits a sweet spot. And that's always what we're aiming for with this podcast. Um, it's something we plan to do more of in the future. Um, and really just anybody who's listened to this podcast. Um, I just want to say that I thoroughly appreciate anybody who's listened or liked a post or shared it or anything. If you've interacted at all with this podcast, I appreciate it because it's, um, a lot of work that goes into it. And it's something that Heather and I are really passionate about. And, Um, we just appreciate anybody who supports that in any way. So if you've, um, been a fan of this podcast since this episode, since the beginning at any point along the way, um, we just appreciate it and hope that you, um, continue listening. Thank you.